0: Section sixteen of Birds in Nature, Volume Nine, Number Four, April nineteen o one. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox dot org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Beaver. The genus of beavers, Castor, is apparently represented by a single living species. By some authorities, the American form is considered a distinct species, and is given the technical name Castor canadensis, while the European form is called Castor fiber. In external characteristics, the two resemble each other very closely, and it is in the study of the structure of the skeleton that the differences appear however though there is this diversity of opinion it is sufficient for the reader to look upon the two forms as merely geographical races of the same species and that the beaver is a native of the greater part of the northern hemisphere though its home covered this extensive area it has disappeared from the larger number of localities that it once frequented speaking of its range as a whole it may now be considered rare except in certain isolated localities This extermination is due to the advance of civilization upon its natural haunts and the commercial zeal that has stimulated the hunter to greater efforts to effect its capture. Within recent years, the beaver was common in some of the Gulf states. In 1876, it was reported as abundant in Virginia. It is evident from an examination of the numerous writings regarding its distribution that the beaver formerly existed in great numbers not only in the atlantic states but also in the westward as far as the pacific coast the beaver is a member of that large order of gnawing animals called the rodentia from the latin word meaning to gnaw in this order are also classed all those animals that have those peculiar long incisor teeth which are constantly renewed by growth from the roots and as constantly worn to a chisel edge at the outer end by gnawing Such animals are squirrels, the gophers, the mice, the rats, the muskrats, the porcupines, the hares, and the rabbits. The habits of the beaver are very interesting. Several years are required before its growth is fully attained, and it will increase in size after the teeth are fully mature. Two-year-old beavers generally weigh about 35 to 40 pounds, while very old ones occasionally attain a weight of upwards of 60 morgan records the capture of one which weighed sixty-three pounds the increase in the size of the skull seems to continue nearly through life in old age the skull not only acquires larger dimensions but the weight is relatively greater in consequence of the increased thickness and density of the bones the ridges of the attachment of muscles also become more strongly developed in old age the general color of the back of the beaver is a reddish-brown the shade varies both with the seasons and with the geographical location those found farther to the northward are usually darker albinos either pure white nearly white or with white blotches have been observed the fur consists of an exceedingly thick flaky woolly coat of silky softness and a thin long outer coat composed of strong stiff shining hair short on the head and rear part of the back and over two inches long in the rest of the body the tail which is rounded at the base much flattened and very broad bears horny dark-colored scales the fore legs are short and the feet are unwebbed the hind legs are much stronger the feet are fully webbed and they alone are used with the aid of the tail to propel the beaver through the water in the water it is graceful in its motions But on the land like nearly all animals that are fitted for partially aquatic life it is clumsy and awkward and its motions are neither rapid nor uniform usually it is only in those districts that are remote from the habitations of man that the beaver lives in colonies consisting of several families and builds its lodges nearer civilization it lives in burrows or tunnels in the building of their homes as well as in the storing a supply of food the female is the most active and is the practical builder while the male assists brehm writes interestingly regarding the beaver he says after mature deliberation the animals select a stream or pool the banks of which afford them ample provender and seem especially adapted for the construction of their lodges those which live singly dwell in simple subterranean burrows after the manner of otters societies which generally consist of families as a rule construct houses and if there should be a necessity for it dams in order to hold back the water and preserve it at a uniform height some of these dams are from four hundred and fifty to six hundred feet long from six to nine feet high from twelve to eighteen feet thick at the base and from three to six feet at the top they consist of logs varying in size from the thickness of an arm to that of a thigh and from three to six feet long one end of the log or stake is thrust in the ground the other stands upright in the water the logs are fastened together by means of thin twigs and made tight with reeds mud and earth in such a way that one side presents a nearly vertical firm wall to the stream while the other side is sloped from the ponds rising above the dams canals are constructed to facilitate the carrying or floating of the necessary construction materials and food. Beavers do not forsake a settlement they have founded unless the direst necessity compels them to do so. Beavers' lodges, the origin of which dates very far back, are often found in lonely woods. The beaver usually feeds upon the bark of the younger branches of trees and shrubs and upon their leaves. It will also strip the older branches in a very skillful manner and eat the inner tender portion of the bark during the fall and early winter months they work constantly in preparing and storing in the neighborhood of their lodges the winter's supply of food each cabin has its own magazine proportioned to the number of its inhabitants who have all a common right to the store and never pillage their neighbors the american indians look upon the beaver with great respect they believe that it is possessed of a degree of intelligence second only to that of man some Indians even assert that it possesses an immortal soul Its sagacity is certainly very strong and it will easily adapt itself to changed environments Unlike the other rodents it seems to reason before acting and will build its Habitations in the form that the surrounding conditions demand for the construction of the most durable home the beaver especially when young is quite easily domesticated various writers speak of finding tame beavers in indian villages where they seemed to be perfectly at home and contented they were allowed full liberty they seemed to feel quite comfortable in the society of the indian women and children they grew restless in their absence and showed much pleasure on their return the young which number from two to three are born blind but are covered with fur they usually obtain their sight in from eight to ten days and are then led to the water by the mother early in the nineteenth century dr george shaw wrote as follows regarding the habits of the beaver they collect in september their provisions of bark and wood after which they enjoy the fruits of their labors and taste the sweets of domestic happiness knowing and loving one another from habit from the pleasures and fatigues of a common labor each couple joined not by chance nor by pressing necessities of nature But unite from choice and from taste. They pass together the autumn and the winter. Perfectly satisfied with each other, they never separate. At ease in their cabins, they go not out but upon agreeable or useful excursions to bring in supplies of fresh bark, which they prefer to what is too dry or too much moistened with water. End of section sixteen.